0: Hi everybody, welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. So glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today we're going to begin a new book, the book of John. But before we get started, I want to say congratulations for reading through the book of Luke with me. It has been a fantastic, awesome journey so far. As we get to learn all about our Creator and our Savior, the Lord Jesus, through the Gospels we read together, It's just been an awesome journey for me. It's been blessing me so far, and it's a blessing for me to do it for you, and I hope it's a blessing for you also. Okay, let's introduce the book of John and get started. John, even though the book of John covers the same basic outline of Jesus' life as the other three Gospels, it displays marked differences in content and viewpoint. John highlights many encounters with the Son of God that are found nowhere else the miracle at Cana, the visit by Nicodemus, the Samaritan woman at the well, a lame man at the pool of Bethsaida, the man born blind, the beloved Lazarus. John's choices of what to include are governed by a clear goal. These are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. Chapter 20, verse 31. Vital Statistics Author John the Apostle, son of Zebedee, and the brother of James the Apostle. Date written around AD 90. Purpose to show that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that all who believe in him will have eternal life. Themes Jesus as the unique Son of God, eternal life, the Holy Spirit, light versus dark, Jesus's I am declarations. Dane 299, October 25th, John chapters 1 and 2, Manifestation of the Son of God, Overview. The opening of John's Gospel makes it clear that he is given a different perspective on the life and ministry of Jesus Christ than did the other three Gospel writers. John begins with the pre-existence and deity of the Word the one who became human to reveal who God is and to fulfill God's promise of a Messiah to Israel. Proclaiming the identity of Jesus as the Chosen One of God is the ministry of John the Baptist, who leads his disciples to become Jesus' first followers. At a wedding in Cana, Jesus demonstrates his miraculous power for the first time. Later in Jerusalem, his zeal for his father's house causes him to challenge the status quo, an act which forces an early confrontation over his claims. Chapter 1, The Identity of the Son of God, Affirmed, Chapter 1, verses 1-18, to 18, by God, Proclaimed, Chapter 1, verses 19-34, to 34, by John, Acknowledged, Chapter One, thirty-five to fifty-one, by disciples. Chapter Two, the authority of the Son of God over nature, insight. A handy outline in a handy place. John One, one to four. Prologue, one one to four. Description, revelation of the Son of God expanded in Chapter One, verse nineteen 6 six seventy-one. Prologue. Chapter 1, verses 5 to 11, description, rejection of the Son of God, expanded in chapter 7, verse 1 to 12, verse 50, prologue, 1, 12 to 18, description, acceptance of the Son of God, expanded in chapter 13, verse 1 to chapter 21, verse 25, insight, which prophet, John one twenty-one. The people had already asked John if he was Elijah, who was prophesied to return one day, Malachi 4.5. So who was this other prophet they expected? John 1.21. In Deuteronomy 18.15, Moses told the Israelites that a prophet like him would come one day and that they must listen to him. The prophet like Moses, as he was known a deliverer, rescuer, and representative of God's covenant, was highly anticipated. Later, the people figured out who the prophet was. You can read about their discovery in John chapter 6 verse 14 and chapter 7 verse 40. John chapter 1, Prologue, Christ the Eternal Word. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light, so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn not with the physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about Him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another, for the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us the testimony of John the Baptist. This was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, who are you? He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. Well then, who are you, they asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. Are you the prophet we are expecting? No. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah, "'I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, "'Clear the way for the Lord's coming.' Then the Pharisees who had been sent asked him, "'If you want the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, "'what right do you have to baptize?' John told them, "'I baptize with water, "'but right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognize.' Though his ministry follows mine, I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. This encounter took place in Bethany, an area east of the Jordan River where John was baptizing Jesus, the Lamb of God. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me was far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I have been baptized with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God, the first disciples. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples as Jesus walked by John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed "Nathaniel, can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me, Nathaniel asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth, you will all see heaven open and angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. John chapter 2, the wedding at Cana. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus' mother told him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water, that was now wine. Not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone's had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After the wedding, he went to Capernaum for a few days with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples. Jesus clears the temple. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration, so Jesus went to Jerusalem. In the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep, and doves for sacrifices. He also saw dealers at tables exchanging foreign money. Jesus made a whip from some ropes and chased them all out of the temple. He drove out the sheep and cattle, scattered the money changers' coins over the floor, and turned over their tables. Then going over to the people who sold doves, he told them, Get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures. Passion for God's house will consume me. But the Jewish leaders demanded, What are you doing? If God gave you authority to do this, show us a miraculous sign to prove it. All right, Jesus replied, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. What, they exclaimed, it has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you can rebuild it in three days? But when Jesus said this temple, he meant his own body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered he had said this, and they believed both the scriptures and what Jesus had said. Jesus and Nicodemus. Because of the miraculous signs Jesus did in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration, Many began to trust in him, but Jesus didn't trust them because he knew all about people. No one needed to tell him about human nature, for he knew what was in each person's heart. My Daily Walk Turn to Acts one thirteen. There you will find the names of 11 of the 12 disciples of Jesus. Glance down the list and see if you can recall one significant fact about each man. For example, Peter walked on water and so on. Which disciples come up anonymous in your mind? Chances are, Andrew fits that category. Although he was one of the twelve apostles, he lived his life in the shadow of his brother Peter. Outside of John's Gospel, he is mentioned only in descriptions with Peter, casting a fishing net, and in the lists of the apostles. He was an ordinary and little-known person. Yet Andrew was distinctive in at least one way. He was frequently bringing people to Jesus. First his brother, John one to 40-42, and later a little boy, 6, 8-9, to came to the Savior because of Andrew's invitation. Sharing a faith may sound scary, but could you invite another person to meet a friend who has changed your life? This week, invite a neighbor to go to church with you. You'll both be glad you did the object in witnessing is not to win arguments, but to win disciples. That is so true. That's all for today, my friends. It was great reading along with you. Have a great day, and God bless, and keep on being faithful, and God will bless you, and I will see you tomorrow. Lord willing, peace.